Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for everyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 17, beginning in verse 1. Better is a dry morsel with quietness than a house full of feasting with strife. A wise servant will rule over a son who causes shame and will share an inheritance among the brothers. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord tests the hearts. An evildoer gives heed to false lips. A liar listens eagerly to a spiteful tongue. He who mocks the poor reproaches his maker. He who is glad at calamity will not go unpunished. Children's children are the crown of old men, and the glory of children is their father. Excellent speech is not becoming to a fool much less lying lips to a prince. A present is a precious stone in the eyes of its possessor. Wherever he turns, he prospers. He who covers a transgression seeks love, but he who repeats a matter separates friends. Rebuke is more effective for a wise man than a hundred blows on a fool. An evil man seeks only rebellion. Therefore, a cruel messenger will be sent against him. Let a man meet a bear robbed of her cubs rather than a fool in his folly. Whoever rewards evil for good, evil will not depart from his house. The beginning of strife is like releasing water. Therefore, stop contention before a quarrel starts. He who justifies the wicked and he who condemns the just, both of them alike are an abomination to the Lord. Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price of wisdom, since he has no heart for it? A friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A man devoid of understanding shakes hands in a pledge and becomes surety for his friend. He who loves transgression loves strife, and he who exalts his gate seeks destruction. He who has a deceitful heart finds no good, and he who has a perverse tongue falls into evil. He who begets a scoffer does so to his sorrow, and the father of a fool has no joy. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. A wicked man accepts a bribe behind the back to pervert the ways of justice. Wisdom is in the sight of him who has understanding. But the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her 
who bore him. Also to punish the righteous is not good, nor to strike princes for their uprightness. He who has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of a calm spirit. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Friends, I'm going to take a look at that very last verse we read, because I think there's so much truth to this. Listen carefully to verse 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered perceptive. Friends, the words that come out of our mouth are so, so powerful. Many times we rush into the words that we speak, and we end up trying to get those words to come back into our mouth. But friends, once we release those words, we can never get them back. And this verse is telling us it is better to be a fool and keep your mouth closed than to open your mouth and say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Please think about that. Today is Friday, and I'm going to go in a little different direction today. I'm closing in on the end of my first year of doing this podcast. And for those of you listening for the first time and you don't know who I am, my name is Bill Kelly, and I began this podcast April 1st of last year. And many of you know this podcast only by listening to the testimonies that I have on Tuesday. And what I'd like for you to do is to look at the lineup, because, friends, I have gone back and I've numbered every single one of my podcasts, and I've also named each one. So whenever you see a name first, that means that that podcast is a Tuesday podcast, And if you notice, they've been getting a little bit longer and longer and longer. And I've done that on purpose because I think people have a lot to share. And I'm hoping that by listening to these testimonies on Tuesdays, that people will learn a lot of things and avoid making the same types of mistakes that the people that you're listening to have made. And especially for those of you who are younger, if you are younger and if you listen to testimonies of people who are older and have experienced much more of life than you have, you can learn and not have to go through the same mistakes that they made. Now, I am 65 years old, and I'm going to give a little bit brief testimony of myself because I did not go to church for a long time in my life. So what I'd like to do today is go back to when I was eight years old. I'm going to go back to my third grade year, and so this must have been 1966. And I had always gone to church with my mom and my brother and my sister, and if my grandmother was around, she would go with us. But I am in third grade and I am used to going to church on Sundays. So we got up, 
and I was always faithful. I took my shower, got all dressed up, and I remember my mom coming down the stairway, and I'm expecting her to be dressed for church, and she comes down with her bathrobe, and she has her bathrobe on, and I asked her, I said, why aren't you dressed? And I'll never forget her, I'll never forget what she said. She said, why should I get dressed? And I said, well, we're going to church. And this next comment marked me for a long time. She said, we're not going to church anymore. Now, when you're a third grader and an eight-year-old kid, what do you do with that comment? So basically what that comment meant to me is church obviously isn't very important. So I'm only in third grade. So let's keep going, and let's keep going, and let's keep going. And, you know, I went through middle school, and now I'm in high school. Next thing I know, um, I happen to be a singer. And my mom was a music teacher. She would have people come over, and she would give voice lessons. And obviously, if she's going to give voice lessons to people who pay her, She's going to give voice lessons to her children as well. So I took voice lessons from my mom, and I actually became quite good. So in high school, I decided, I said, you know, I think I may go and sing in a church. And I had no idea which church to go to, but there was a girl that was in my choir, the big choir, and she said, why don't, why don't you come sing at, at my church? My dad's uh, the, the choir director at the church, and I'm sure you could get on. So I said, okay. So this is a perfect example of people that go to church and think they're okay because they go to church. So basically, for two years, I sang in the church choir, and I actually ended up playing on the basketball team. I ended up playing on the softball team. But I did not know anything at all about God. I was going simply to sing. And friends, I'm here to tell you, that's not good enough. So if you're going to church and you haven't received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you're to die, even if you're going to church, you're going to end up going to hell. And a lot of people don't want to hear that, but that's the simple truth. So I graduated from high school. I went into the army. I ended up getting married for all of the wrong reasons, and eventually um, I got divorced. I have a two-year-old child now. And over the course of the next year and a half, my daughter ended up pretty much spending the majority of the time with me. So I'm not going to church. Matter of fact, I'm not even thinking about going to church. But as she's getting older, I'm actually thinking about well, maybe it would be a good idea for me to take my daughter to church. So I ended up the same exact thing. I ended up auditioning for a section leader job at a church because, you know, I was a good singer. And I ended up getting a job as a tenor soloist um, when my daughter was, I think she was just beginning high school. And so I actually thought it might be a good idea for you know, for my daughter to start going to church. But um, anyway, I remember when I began taking my daughter to church, she sat there and she said, Dad, I don't want you to be my preacher. I just want you to be my dad. And um, 
we were actually going to a church at this time that, you know, I was starting to learn about salvation. And uh, over the course of the next year, I was saved. I gave my heart to Jesus. And a matter of fact, my daughter graduated from high school that year. We got married uh, that January of 96. So my wife and I got married. My daughter was a senior in high school. She actually played the violin at our wedding. And yet, for the next 20 years, I want you to listen to me now, because this is, I said the sinner's prayer, and I felt I knew what I was doing. A matter of fact, I actually went to a nursing home and started preaching the gospel. And the thing about it was, I am still wondering what it means to be saved. I'm sitting there preaching the gospel, and yet I am still walking in the flesh on a number of occasions. I did not give everything up when I first said that sinner's prayer. And I think a lot of people do what I did. You know, you're willing to let Jesus in the passenger seat of your car and say, you know, Jesus, you can go on this ride with me on this area of my life and in this area of my life and in this area of my life and this area of my life, but I'm not quite ready to give up the keys to my life and give up all of my so-called rights. And because of that, I was the one that was hurt by this. And, you know, this is 1996, and so I am still having the issues that many people have. I'm having a hard time keeping a job. I kept getting fired from a job, and I'm going from job to job to job to job. And, of course, this isn't good when you're married. And this hurt me. And a lot of it had to do with I was a prideful person. Even though I considered myself a Christian, I still am walking in pride. I still am not humble at all. And I still was very arrogant. And I thought really highly of myself. And friends, it wasn't until a couple years ago that I really humbled myself before the Lord and really, truly began learning about the love of God. This is going to be a two-part series. I'm going to pick this up next Friday. So on Friday, I will give more of my story. But what I'd like to do today is this. I would like for you to just look at yourself in the mirror and look at your life and ask yourself, is there anything that you have going on in your life that you have not totally surrendered to Jesus? I just want you to think about it. I want you to think about it for the coming week until you hear the end of my story next week. The suggested scripture reading, I ask that you read two Psalms today. I'd like for you to read Psalm 1, and I'd like for you to read Psalm 23. And those are about peace, they're about the goodness of God, and they're about the type of people that we should hang out with. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If you have never taken that step, I invite you to repeat a simple prayer after me right now. 
Jesus, I thank you that you were willing to come to earth and die on a cross so that all of my sins would be forgiven. Jesus, I thank you for forgiving me of my sin. I believe you are the Son of God. You died on a cross for me and that you rose from the dead after being buried for three days. At that time, you lived on the earth for 40 more days, and thousands of people saw you. And then, on the day of Pentecost, you actually rose from earth, and you ascended into heaven. And people actually watched you go up into the sky. Thank you, Jesus, for doing that. I need your help. Jesus, I am a sinner. I know you've forgiven me of all my sins, but I am still struggling with everyday life. I invite you into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this day forward. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y. And if you have any specific questions about anything at all that I talked about today, reach out to me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, I pray blessings over you and your family. I ask that you have a great weekend. I ask that you think about surrounding yourself with a group of friends that think the same way you do, that can be accountable to, that people can pray with you, that you can confide in, and you can be accountable for your actions. Friends, please join me again on Monday as we further explore wisdom today.